Hey guys, it's your boy Brandon Clark. If you guys are interested in sponsoring the Student Section Report, make sure you go ahead and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at the Student Sec Rep. That's Student S E C T Rep R E P. If you guys are interested in sponsoring or just giving us some love, make it happen. Guys, welcome back to the Student Section Report podcast, episode 48. We are back from winter break. Uh, it's been about a month. I am Manny Alvarez, your host. Ben and Clark, our co-host, uh, college kid, new semester. Uh, like most college kids, they just kind of tell you last second about the new schedule. So he will be back next week. He is bummed, though, about today's show. We have a, lo- a good show today. In the second segment, we got the West Lion-, Lion student section in Iowa and then the South Carroll student section in Maryland. He's mainly bummed about our guest right now. Uh, he really wanted to talk to him. Uh, this is someone we were trying to get for a while. Uh, all we had to do was just ask, but uh, we did, and he's here from the Los Angeles Times, Eric Sonheimer. Eric, it's a pleasure to, to have you on. Thank you. My pleasure. Uh, I have plenty of time since no high school sports is going on. Exactly. I mean, you've been doing this for, for over 40 years. I mean, how how crazy is it that you're just basically cooped up at home? Right now, you should be covering league play. You should be fresh off the Damien Hall, the Classic. I mean... Well, I'm kind of amazed that this is the 10th month and I'm still writing about high school sports and I've probably written more about high school sports than some beat writers have written. So I have to be say I'm proud of myself for being able to find stories. I was near panic mode, let's say in April. I said, what am I going to do? I mean, if there's no high school sports and there probably wasn't going to be for a while, I didn't think it was go this long, but I didn't think it was going to come back. I said, what am I going to do? And luckily, you know, we got a new sports editor who came up with the idea of Season Interrupted. And it, it was about interviewing seniors of the class of 2021 and, and uh, 2020 and then talking to them about how they were going to finish their year with no sports and talk about their regrets or talk about their emotions. And it inspired me. I talked to 64 athletes, boys and girls. I had never met most of them, and to hear their stories, it was it did it was like a, a going to a psychologist for me. It, it it was so inspiring to see that the resiliency of these top athletes, how they weren't giving up. They were going to find ways to to keep working out. They were going. They were learning new things, cooking and and other things. And so from that time on, I said, if these people can get going going forward, I'm going to keep searching for stories. And ever since I've been fine. So I want to thank all those people. We, and it was just a great time for me to, to, to just talk to them about their, their hopes, their dreams and their highs and lows. Cause it really inspired me. Yeah. You, we had uh, we've had several student sections. We, we went national this year and seen student sections of the East coast that find a way to cheer on their, their team, whether it be just watching from the school stream because they can't attend. So uh, very remarkable people, people, people picking up new hobbies. I've been going to the gym and now that I don't get to cover games with the register. So, uh, you know, the reason we're doing it obviously is because of COVID and um, you know, I, uh, I lost my father to COVID in the summer and I've seen a lot of people lose uh, loved ones since since uh, the, this uh, little sh- uh, show showed up in March. But, uh, you know, it's been it's obviously something we haven't seen in our lifetime. You know, how have you adjusted uh, in this uh, little unique uh, last nine, 10 months we've had? Right. Well, I'm very sorry of what happened to your father. And I, I think we're all 
we're all dealing with various things. My father turns 95 on Sunday. And so it's been difficult to try and convince him to get out, stay out of the grocery stores and stay home. I mean, he, he doesn't want to stay home. He's, he wants to go travel. Every time I try to travel, he wants to come with me. And I say, you got to stay home here until we get this thing figured out. And it's difficult. I, I was at a Trader Joe's this morning. Usually there's 30 people waiting to get in at 8 a.m. There was only 10 today. So that's a positive sign. Maybe something is going on. Something's changing. But yeah, we've changed everything. You have to go up. If you want to beat the line, you got to get there right and stay for a half an hour to get groceries, uh, for God's sakes. That's how things are changed or or just to go anywhere. I mean, I go to, to get uh, to Burger King because I've used their app and they got nice things that I like to eat coffee in the morning. I, I'm, I'm lazy. I don't cook my own coffee, but McDonald's, the $1 coffees, I can tell you they have the best $1 coffee around. So th those are some things that I'm dealing with from a, from a personal point of view, but I walk a lot more uh, and you just try and, and every morning I wake up, I say what day it is because it could be the same day. That was what it was like early on. I said, what day is it? I got to had to remind myself it's Thursday. Okay. It's Friday. It's Saturday because every day was the same. You get up, you, you, you try and do some work and then you move on and stuff. And so, to me, that's been the hardest part, reminding myself what day it is and trying to, to get into a, a, a rotation, you know, because coaches told me this was important for the, their kids. They had to come up with a routine to get up on a certain time, do their work, do their exercise, do their studying. Otherwise, they're lost. I, there's been times where I just sit in bed uh, and I, I don't want to get up. And that's bad because then I don't feel good that day. You've got to force yourself to get into a routine. It's a new hobby for a lot of people. Um, and uh, obviously some people want to stay with the old hobby. And uh, we mentioned it before, the, before we started the show, you know, I feel terrible for you, Steve Fryer and Fred Robello. I mean, you guys seem to be the three villains to these people, but really there's a lot of people are supporting you. I've, I've, you know, retweeted and told you to keep preaching. And I know the last 40 years, you kind of get some heck from people about your opinions or about a story you wrote. But I mean, man, this has got to be a little different from people, you know, just being selfish and being upset because you're really saying what you should be saying. Right. Well, I, I realize that parents are upset. You know, there, there is some panic there because they've been trying to be patient. Uh, nobody thought it would go 10 months. It's going to probably go 11 months. So they think that their kids' career, high school careers are ending in a very sad moment. And unfortunately, they don't really want to see the facts. And the fact is, you know, the governor and the health director, they love sports. The governor played sports. The health director loves sports. They want to have high school sports. But, you know, for whatever reasons, whether it's science or something else, they don't, they don't think it's safe enough right now. I personally think it's safe enough for, for conditioning. And at some point, it's going to be safe enough to have games, certainly in the purple tier, which we call it, you know, cross country track and some of the others. I don't know if football will be able to. Why other states have been able to do it? I don't know. I've seen some of the, the stories on it. You know, they're doing safety protocols, but they have far less people in, in those communities than we have. And that's the big difference. Wyoming can play football, but LA is just impacted. So I don't know. I, I'm not a doctor. All I believe in is following the rules. I don't believe in what these people are doing, which is ignoring the state guidelines. I was out watching a, a club football uh, competition on Saturday. 
there were guns going off because it was it's across from a gun range and the whistles going off and the parents don't care that it's it's just total pro prohibited to be doing it. They want their kids to be doing something so they can get film and they think they're going to get a scholarship, which they aren't. The scholarships are all gone. I hate to break the news to them. But if they're having fun doing it, that's fine. All I can say is if something happens to any of those kids, somebody's going to get sued and they'll lose in court because they're violating state guidelines and a jury will find in favor of the, of the opposite people. Yeah, you know, uh, I a lot of states asked, they have uh, they had their football back and and uh, but a lot of them didn't have fans back and I was kind of worried if we had sports back with no fans fans are still going to get upset and grandpa still wants to see little Timmy play and then he's going to get the virus and then little Timmy has to go to his funeral a month later on that was just because I the way people are have been acting you know very very selfishly and high school sports kind of showed me to take sacrifice and not be selfish and I'm just kind of shocked at, at some people's uh, behavior. Right, it, it's, it's pretty amazing to, to see if this is sports. This isn't a, a whole, I mean, I love sports. I, it's my job. I've been doing it for a long time, but it's sports. There's so much more important things going on. And and it's, it's amazing to me, the emotions involved. And again, I think it's a combination of a lot of things. The parents are under pressure, their jobs may be under pressure, their kids are, are not doing well. So I understand that. I, and I have no hate. Uh, but the Twitter people are re relentless. They will say anything and do anything. And I don't have any pro problems with people disagreeing with me. That's fine. I want to I want to have feedback. I want to hear about it. But when you start making personal attacks on people and left and right, it's gone too far. As we saw last week in the Capitol, yeah. things can get a little out of control. But I don't want to get into politics. It, you know, sports is about uniting people. It's fun. It doesn't matter. Uh, whether you're black or white or Latino or anything. And that's what's so great about sports. And I hope we can get to bring that back, the handshake and uh, the, the sportsmanship. As you said, the, the crowds are the best thing, one of the best things about high school sports. Uh, the basketball games, the sellout crowds, the funny little sayings. Oh, they'll come back eventually, but I don't know when. You know, uh, and you talk about crowds and thin. I mean, I was covering high school sports for a website that didn't, that, you know that went under but uh i mainly did student sections and i was trying to learn which student sections were great the last few years here in southern california and then we went national so see these small schools in texas and georgia it's like watching a real movie you know uh, like varsity blues or remember the titans where the sh city shuts down and they got to go watch the game obviously you probably know way more about student sections than me you know um when, at what point did you notice like the student section game kind of turned? Because I really noticed the last five, six, maybe actually probably the last 10 years, it just kind of turned maybe because social media was now part of it. And now people are showing off and going crazy and kind of giving people the update on when, what, what theme tonight is and, and why not. I, I agree with that because, yeah, it's much easier to communicate with everybody. You know, there, there's always been big crowds at, at various uh, games from the 60s to the 70s to the 80s. But I, I agree with you. I, I think it's become much more sophisticated just thanks to social media. You can get a theme together. Uh, I love the the the, uh, the fancy shirt themes, the Hawaiian shirts, because I love Hawaiian shirts. So whenever Crespi or anybody does that, um, I look forward to seeing, because I want to get one of those shirts. So um, yeah, it, it's, it, it's fun. And for the most part, everybody's behaved. We've had little incidents in the past when People got out of control, but the administrations are are sure to, to keep track on people. 
And uh, I, I can't wait till it comes back because I think the most important thing when sports resumes is not going to be about winning and losing. It's going to be just celebrating and enjoying that moment of participation and competition, whether it's in the stands or on the court or anywhere. Um, people, even in practice, you know, when I was doing that season interrupted, uh, everybody missed practice. They missed those line drills that they used to hate. They missed the coach yelling at them that they used to hate. All those things people, and now that people are conditioning a little bit, they're not complaining about doing all those runnings, those runs. When the coach says run five left, yes, sir. And, and so you can see that there's going to be a big change in attitude once we get back to it. And I hope at some point this year it will. Maybe it won't be no April or March. I don't know. I, I'm not optimistic about football at this time because time is running out. There's a date of April 17th when football is supposed to end. I don't think they're going to change that. So you're looking at early February where our decision will probably be made to just, you know, let the schools begin on their own. If they want to compete in a league on their own, they're welcome to do that and just going to have to get ready for football for the following fall. Yeah. And uh, it's an unfortunate because, uh, yeah, well, like you mentioned, the seniors are going to miss out. And that's terrible. I have a nephew that plays who's a senior right now at El Medina in Orange, and he's going to miss out. And these student sections that we cover are missing out as well. Um, you know, looking at my Facebook when I cut, when I, you know, I posted where I was at last year, I was at Bishop of Mont checking out the dog pound. And I love going there because the baseball coach was my coach at Canyon of Anaheim, Joe Hoggett. Right. Uh, is there a certain student section, certain games you go to like, Oh, I got to see this student section. This is going to be a little fun sideshow for me. Yeah. There's certainly a really good student sections, you know, from my perspective, you know, Servite just does a great job, uh, I don't know how they get all the boys in that school going crazy, but they do, whether it's a football or, or basketball game. I enjoy the Fairfax Westchester uh, uh, basketball games because it's really a packed gym and the fans are really into it. They, you get to see great quality play at the same time. You know, um, I, I try not to go to games that I don't think are going to be good, <laughs> even though the student section might be good. Uh, I, because I, I have to pick and choose. I, I don't, I have to cover, you know, 500 schools. So you want to try and see the best game more than the, the student section. But, you know, uh, again, survey comes to mind. Uh, I do a lot of, I live in the San Fernando Valley. So I get to see a lot of basketballs. Uh, Chaminade used, has the, the cage that used to be really good when Todd Wolfson was there. He went over to St. Francis and uh, tried to create some things going on. So, um, you know, in the public schools, I know Canyon of Anaheim had some great student sections when I saw out there. And so, and I'm sure your coverage of them has helped uh, motivate others to get good. And, and that's a good thing. Uh, it's just going to be interesting restarting up because, yeah, this whole, all these people have lost out on that football, basketball things. They missed out on, me, on maybe meeting a best friend for life. There's so many people that have missed we missed out. If I had gone to a game and saw somebody that I liked and maybe I wrote something, somebody noticed that maybe that person could get attention somewhere else. So uh, there's so many things that have changed over these last 10 months because we haven't had high school sports and the damage is going to be severe, but you know, there's a lot of people who are resilient and they'll, they'll find a way, you know, maybe they'll have to go to a junior college. Maybe they'll go to intramural Maybe they found a new interest. Like I said, when I did that series on Season Interrupted, lots of people were discovering the guitar, cooking, uh, puzzles, 
lots of other things that maybe they'll, they might want to get into down the road that change their lives. So we'll see how this turns out, but there's no doubt it's been a, a huge negative. And I've tried to stay positive by finding stories that are positive, people that are succeeding on their own at home, following the rules, maybe working out in the garage, the backyard, the park, you know, with their parents, with their friends, just finding a way on Zoom to, to keep going forward. And that's when I'm going to keep going until we start high school sports. The Times has luckily allowed me to keep writing about high school sports at least once a week. And I end up writing a lot more because news keeps happening. So we'll see. Yeah, and uh, I'm glad you mentioned Kenny. I went to Kenny and Vanaheim and, and to see that student session go crazy is, is, is fun. You know, um. As far as football, I keep thinking before before uh, you, you're logging on, I was thinking the what ifs. I mean, what we missed out, the the, the stories that we're kind of hoping, like what was John, like what St. John Bosco was going to do without Unguilegi or the Milamasa at <laughs> modern day, if Alamany was going to do an encore after a phenomenal year the year before. Were there any other question marks you're thinking, man, I wish we would have got to see what would happen with these, with these teams for football? Certainly Jake Garcia wouldn't have gone from – Narbon to La Habra to two schools in Georgia to play. Uh, it would have been interesting to see what he would do at La Habra. Yeah, lots of quarterbacks have come and gone. I mean, I did my nine-part series. I do a nine-part series every year, previewing the top players. They're done. It's done. I'm ready to run them. But if we don't have a season, I wasted a lot of time on some of those stories, although I'm going to kind of bring them back and some of the underclassmen I'll probably save for next year. But yeah, there's a lot of people that I was looking forward to seeing. Uh, would modern day play St. John Bosco for a fifth straight year for the Division One title? I would say probably yes. But Corona Centennial was going to be good. Sierra Cannon had its best team ever. They're the ones who probably are the biggest losers. They had almost everybody back. They were moving up to Division One for the first time. Their quarterback was great. Now they're being dismantled. Their quarterback is off to Georgia Tech. Um all those seniors are, it's sad. They're not going to be able to play. And so that would be the one team that I think is going to miss out on the most. They had a chance to compete with the big boys. And, and now I, I doubt next year that's going to happen. Yeah, you are right about Syracuse. I forgot about that. Yeah, they they looked like they were going to maybe make a quarterfinal run in Division One, which is which is insane for, for that division. I was also wondering what Jay right. was going to do because they lost so many players. If they were going to, if they were going to battle or go to Division Two, or what Servite was going right. to do. There were so many questions. I really wanted to see what was going to happen this year. Right. Servite, Servite was a good point. They were ready. They thought that they could compete with with Modern Day and Bosco, and I think they could have. So they have a lot of players coming back. This team probably would have been, you know, I think this team would be stronger than next year's team. But who knows? They had a lot of tenth graders, and so. I just hope everybody finds a way to keep going forward and, and learns from this. I mean, what else are you going to do? You have to learn from it. You can't keep looking back. We'll have plenty of time to blame people why this happened and why Florida was able to play and we couldn't, why Arizona played a little bit and we couldn't. You know, it, it's, it's very strange. I don't have the answers. All I can tell you is that every day I, I look at the – the statistics, I read our paper, I read other papers, I try to, to be honest about it and see what's going on. I'm not a rule maker, I'm an observer and I make comments based on what I see, what I believe in. And uh, obviously like you, we want the sports to come back, but it has to be safe. I mean, you, 
you know firsthand what COVID can do, unfortunately. And I don't want that to happen to anybody else. I'm sure you don't either. And so we have to find a way. I, I decided, you know, months ago that I was going to keep living my life. So I've traveled at certain points in this thing when I thought it was safe enough, wearing the mask, staying out of parties, not going out to restaurants at these places that I go to. And, and it's been somewhat safe. But like Mexico, Mexico's terrible right now. I, I've gone to Puerto Vallarta a couple of times. I wouldn't go now because it's deteriorated. So you have to pick and choose your, your places where you want to visit and, and get involved to. And, you know, I have a friend who loves eating out, who, who his whole life is about eating outside. And when they took away the outside restaurants, you know, I felt sorry for him. He, he wants to be outside, but, you know, I felt a little bit uncomfortable at times because everybody takes their mask off and, and, and yes, outside is a little bit safer because we've read and learned that it's an aerial spray thing, you know, but you know, that's why they did it. It's because it's, it's not as, it's still a questionable. So, but again, everybody gets to make that decision. You have to make your own judgment call. And I understand that. Yeah, and by the way, your friend can always come down here to Orange County. We got outdoor dining, but. Uh... I, I heard about that. <laughs> Uh, you know, we're almost out of time. And Eric, again, a tremendous honor. I'm sure my co-host is, is he's, he's incredibly bummed not to be here. But um, over the sum, this summer, I think we were thinking about talking about, because during the summer, there's no student session, school's out. We wanted to talk to a bunch of bands and talk about, you know, the band director, because bands are a part of it. And I remember there's a game right. I covered for the then SoCal sidelines at the LA Coliseum. And I think it was just like you and me and someone else in the, in the press box. And I remember Banning's band and thinking, this is the most incredible thing I've ever seen in my life. Have there been some bands? I know at halftime, you're trying to get stats. You're trying to, you know, go get your your food or your or your beverage and then come back for the second half. But have there been times where, like, you get interrupted to see just the, an amazing, like, halftime oh, show yeah. by the band? Yeah. I know Banning's got to be one of them. The L.A. City section has some unbelievable bands. I've had some unbelievable bands. Yeah, Banning. Lock High School is well known. They're called the Saints and... And they can be, uh, they're great. So there's been some marching bands like that. Certainly the Roosevelt Garfield, uh, East LA Classic, uh, the halftime show goes on for hour, a half an hour or so. So that, that's always fun to see. Yeah, if you've, ne if you've never been to a Garfield Roosevelt game, you should try to go to that because the fans are a little bit crazy. They're not crazy. I should stop using the word crazy. That's got a negative connotation. They're, they're just excited and, and the alumni are so fierce and loyal and and they but they get along with each other they love that that rivalry and so it's it's rivalries are fun when everybody understands what it is the fun part of it is that they, they're not fun when you, they at some point you take it into a bad way and, and you know in the past there's been rivalries that turn into bad situations you know we've had shootings we've had fights i mean it's high school sports and that's the one thing that i'm looking forward to to see that everybody We'll be shaking hands, or not shaking hands right now, but we'll be uh, liking, enjoying each other more and enjoying the competition more than just, and then hating each other or disliking somebody. Even the coaches are beginning to like each other because they know they're all in the same boat and they want to help each other. You know, not, I know it's going to probably, I mean, it's a question mark if we're going to come back to normal for August this year, because it just seems like everything's just going backwards. Hopefully we get, we get some normalcy in August. 
What's the most exciting thing you're waiting for for August? Obviously, we're waiting for the for opening day of football, and you mentioned it earlier. You know, I think the student section is going to be even more alive. The fans are going to be more excited because we finally get get our normalcy back and get some football again and get back to that norm. But what is there any other thing you're excited when when we finally get out of this and 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 get back to to the norm? Well, I'll know we're somewhat normal when the Edison seven on seven passing a tournament occurs in July, right after July fourth. Cause that's the one event that I go to every summer to, to take a look at the top teams. And uh, this was the first year it was canceled obviously. And so if it's going on in July, that means we, we, we will have a season probably, but you know, everything has been put upside down. I used to take vacations, you know, in July and, and June and, and now I'm taking vacations in January and who knows when, because you don't know when the, the high school season is going to start. And so uh, I'll have to see how the summer is going to go and, and what new plans we're going to take and see who's still, who's still around. Because, you know, a lot of people have moved out of California because the, they feel like sports is important. And so they've taken their families and gone to Texas or Arizona or Nevada. And uh, we'll have to see who's, who's going to survive this, this situation. I'm not leaving. I have confidence that we'll be back soon. Um, I think there's some courageous people around here who are doing the best they can. It's a tough task ahead, but uh, I, I'm still a firm believer in the future here, and we will be back soon. Uh, it's a sad situation what has happened, but it's been out of our hand. This is a once-in-a-hundred-year pandemic. You know, the last time was 1970, 1918. So what can you do? We Some people, you can discuss what happened and why we got into this mess. <laughs> But I just hope that they get the vaccines out. I think everybody's trying, but there's no excuses anymore. We have the solution there. We just have to get everybody vaccinated. Exactly. And then you mentioned about people leaving. I forgot. We had a, the Vodolsta student section of Georgia here, and I didn't put one-on-one -on -one together. They had Jake Garcia as their quarterback. And so it's just a small world that I had them on, and you brought it up. But uh, before you go, you know, uh, it, our co-host was a member of – was a leader of a student section last – uh, last year and for some reason we we brought up food about him because he he's from palm desert and i go to the rancho mirage holiday potential every year to work um wayne moreno and rob hamner's tournament i'm now their mc guy and their social media guy there and i told him if i go down there next time and there's a sunday where we have no games because i stay down there where's the place to, where's the local eatery i got to go hit up and from there on out every guest has to tell us if we go to check out your school what's the local eatery we got to go hit up I mean, you go to, you go everywhere. I mean, there's gotta be some places where like, Oh, I got to cover this school. I get, to, I, I should go there a little early to go hit up the food spot. Like I'm sure if yeah. you go anywhere near LA, you're going to go to Philippines or something. So Philippines, yeah. Well, yeah. My favorite in the San Rafael Valley, I, I always look for Alamany games because the bear pit is nearby and they have their good barbecue. They have great uh, garlic bread. So I would recommend the bear pit right near Alamany high school. I, I always try to go there. And if I go out to Santa Cruz Valley, uh, they have some really good barbecue places too. I, I like barbecue. So the people in Orange County keep telling me about things also, but you know, I get to games so early that it's hard to, to eat sometimes because I try to beat the traffic. The one good thing about COVID, there hasn't been a whole lot of traffic because everybody's working at home. So we'll see. That's another sign that things are coming back when we see the traffic returning. Erica, it's, it's a tremendous pleasure. I, I'm going to be honest with you. Um, 
since my since the last six years when I've been covering games and I would see you, I just get intimidated and just never said hello to you. Maybe we've talked a few times, but I had this I was like just intimidated because like this is Eric Sondheimer. I remember when he was covering baseball at Canyon when I was a player. Um back in the Vinny Pastano days. But uh I appreciate Eric, it. Thanks for being on. Yeah, I, I won't be afraid to say hello from here on out. So uh well, I'm glad that you're trying to do well in, in journalism. It's a tough uh, situation right now. And I just hope everybody can keep going strong in whatever endeavors that they can do in. And again, my sympathy and apologies to your father. Uh, and hopefully, uh, I'm sure that he, he's, you're making him proud by what you're doing every day. I appreciate it, Eric. And yeah, hopefully I'll, 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 I'll see you soon uh, in the press box when I say hello and go down to check out the student sections. But um, Eric, stay safe, take care, and hopefully we'll get some sports soon. Okay, thank you very much, Manny. No problem. Hey guys, Manny Alvarez, your host, Bannon Clark, your co-host, Chris Hulms, uh, somewhere in Waffle House. But uh, guys, uh, hey, if you want to be a sponsor, Go ahead and hit us up on, on Twitter and Instagram. We're going national uh, now. We're going all the way from San Diego all the way to Maine, from Florida to Washington. We're coast to coast now. So if you want to be a national sponsor for the student section craze, go ahead and hit us up on Twitter. Student sec rep, same on Instagram, S-E-U-D-S-E-C-T-R-E-P. Yeah, this would be a perfect time to go ahead and uh, be the official sponsor of the student section buzz. And yeah, the time is now, Manny. I mean, think about the, the growing of SoCal. Now we're SoCal student section to student section report. So guys, anyone that is interested in sponsoring or just want to follow us, make that happen at student sec rep. Make it happen. Let's do it. Guys, welcome back. Student section report podcast, episode 48. Manny Alvarez, your host. Manny Clark, our co-host, not here. He'll be back next week. We uh, just had the tremendous honor of talking to Eric Seinheimer, the uh, longtime writer of the Los Angeles Times, talking about how how he's seen the, the whole COVID situation in, in Southern California as California has been shut down this whole time. We're going to go into the Midwest and talk to Iowa, uh, student section in Iowa, West Line with uh, Kaylin Lapka. Kaylin, thanks for being on. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a good opportunity. Of course. We appreciate it. Uh, and Kaylin, I know it's not shut down quite like California. You guys still have some sports. Obviously, yes. you can't have student sections. Uh, we'll get that to that in a moment. Uh, the reason for that is obviously because of COVID, and we'll just get that out of the way. Uh, obviously, COVID has, has, has disrupted our social life, student session life, and school life. Uh, for me, I lost my father to COVID over the summer, and a lot of people have lost loved ones over, uh, over COVID. How have you guys, how have you adjusted with, with COVID? And again, not just with the student section, with school and social life as well? Um, well, at, in the first of the year, uh, masks weren't required at all. Um, we just had to wear them in the bathrooms and in the lunch line, and that was about it. And uh, just, I guess, during school, it was tough. Like, lots of people were going home. If you were sitting next to a person that had COVID, you had to leave. Like, you had to leave for two weeks, and so did the person who had COVID, and it was just kind of a mess. Everyone was you know, leaving because they were exposed or leaving because they had COVID. And I guess as the year went on, um, that peak that came up, up um, in October just kind of made the school realize, made the nation realize, I guess, that, you know, this is a real thing. And so um, West Lyon actually required masks at all times. And I guess, yeah, we just started wearing masks all day. And I guess, um, the elementary didn't have to require it yet because 
Um, it's really hard to make kids put on a mask for eight hours a day. But um, so kids in the elementary were still kind of going home and stuff like that. But the high school got a lot better. And it actually ended up being teachers who um, went home more often just because they were exposed to so many more kids. And so, yeah, that's the school situation. <laughs> you gotta feel tough for, for those teachers, you know, they're, they're making, it's already, it's already tough enough to deal with some, some there's all, every, for every class, there's gotta be one or two kids that are just gotta be a pin in the neck. And, and then I have yes. to deal with it. But, uh, um, you know, uh, one thing you guys did lose, um, was really just going all out for uh, for the football season. I see the last several mm-hmm. years, you know, the Wildcats have been pretty good. I mean, they went eight and two yes. this year, and eight and two isn't just isn't as good as the year before. You're going twelve and one, so I mean, it seems like there's a winning tradition there. And there's, I'm sure it's got to be pretty easy to pack the crowd for for West Line football games because just because of the product on the field is, is is good product. But I mean, how is the student section for football season? Um, this football season, I mean, last football season, it was amazing. Um, we were state champs. And so we got to go to the dome, uh, in UNI university of Northern Iowa. Um, we got to do that twice and then we ended up winning the state championship. So that was really cool. And so I think when we got to the next year, it was a weird transition because of the COVID stuff. And so, um, actually that was kind of when like nothing was going down really badly and so everyone was allowed to come and you just had to buy tickets for the dome um but for football games I mean no one wore a mask we were outside it wasn't like that huge of a deal and then like when the peak came up and it was just about to the dome and to the championship it kind of started to get a little bit rocky but you know everyone got their tickets and everyone got to go and it was all a fun time then so yeah, you know, I do recall we did do student session a week for every state. I think we had you guys as nominees a few times. And then mm-hmm. we had to stop it because I didn't know which school still had a student section or not. Yeah. But um, this year and last year, I mean, mainly last year, you guys were blowing teams out. And although it's great to see your team just demolish the opponent, it's got to be tough for the student session because by the time the third quarter is over, the game's already over, the backups and the JV teams on the field. And then these kids just want to go home and beat the traffic. Is it yes. tough to keep the student section there to, or at least, you know, keep the student section rally? Because by the fourth quarter, it's like, there's no point of cheering. This one's over. Right. Um, we had a whiteboard with us at all times and a marker. And so every time uh, there was like a really boring moment, we would just bring up these random cheers. We had one that was about a cow pasteurizing. I mean, there was just like completely random cheers that had nothing to do with football. And that's kind of what kept us all hyped up. And then um, something else that we did a lot is we would kind of create beef with the other student section on the other side. And so we would kind of cheer at them like we have spirit. Yes, we do. We have spirit. How about you? And so like we would just go back and forth, back and forth. And we would make up cheers ourselves that rhymed. And it was always fun. And um, actually during COVID this year, our band wasn't right next to us. They were um, like across the field in the, in like the, like behind the end zone, um, like the track section. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so they were completely on the opposite side of us. And so what we would do with them is we would create cheers at them and like kind of have battles with our own band and they would like cheer back at us. And I guess that was just a fun thing too, that we did when the games were so boring and like our, we were completely crushing out everyone around us. And so, yeah, that's what we did. 
you know, and yeah, we've seen a lot of student sessions kind of go at it with the band or the cheer. You know, you brought that up, mm -hmm. but I might as well get it out of the way. You know, there are a lot of student sections. When I covered student sections here in Southern California in person, you know, I would see the cheer. I would see the cheerleaders trying to do to a cheer, but then the student section starts chanting. So they, you know, they end up stepping on a cheerleader's toes or the band wants to play, but the cheerleaders start cheering. And so it seems like there's three different groups that are just kind of stepping on each other's toes. Is there like a good communication with you guys, cheer and the band so make, to make sure no one's, you know, crossing over uh, someone else? Um, well, this year, uh, our the cheer captain is one of our fellow friends, um, band friends as well. So like we had band people who were also cheering. And so they were like in good synchronization of like what we're going to do next. And I know that the cheerleaders based their cheers off of what the band played. And like we were only at home games with the band, so it wasn't that hard for them to synchronize at all. And um, I think our student section as a student section had a lot of respect for our cheerleaders just because they do such a good job and like we just appreciate everything that they do. So like if they wanted to start a cheer, they'd just be like, hey, like Caitlin, we're gonna start a cheer. And then I'd get everyone's attention behind me and we'd do the cheer all together and it'd be just super loud. And we always had a huge crowd. So it was always fun doing cheers and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, I have seen some student sections where they have a walkie-talkie for the cheer, the cheer coach, the student section leader, and then, you know, the, the band director. So they say, hey, we're going next. I'm like, okay. But um, it's probably as, 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 as insane as, it's, uh, as I've seen it. Um, now, for basketball, it seems like they're middle-of-the-road type of program. They, they've had some winning seasons in the past. They had some seasons where I'm going to guess they just lost a bunch of seniors and they're rebuilding. Right now, you guys are six and four. But like you said, there's no student sections right now. How do you kind of keep, how do you kind of show their support for the basketball team when you can't be there right now at the moment? Um, so for our basketball games, we actually have our girls games first and they're doing really, really well. But obviously like people can't come, people can't show up without tickets and stuff. And so the rule was, is you had to have a ticket and each um, basketball player, boys and girls gets a ticket for um, the game that they play and then they have to leave. And so um, no one could really come to those games. And it was, it's really disappointing, honestly, because the girls are doing so good right now. But um, the, uh, so what we did is we uh, like, we have some kids on our basketball teams who can't have their whole families come and can't have their parents come. So we just give those tickets to players who are to kids who will come and support the team. And I guess that's all we can do at this point. And then um, the girls basketball team can actually stay and cheer on the boys. So the girls basketball team actually adds some momentum for the boys at the end of the night. Um, but other than that, I guess we can't really do anything. We just got our rule changed to 50% capacity into our gym. So um, if you have a ticket for the girls game, you can stay for the boys game, whereas you couldn't do that beforehand and uh, everything like that. So right now we're um, starting to get wristbands. So people who, so students want, who wanna come can go grab a wristband from our AD, our athletic director, and uh, they can go from there. They can go to both games and they have to wear masks at all times and stuff like that. So I guess that's all we can do at this point. And then um, whenever we have a home game and we intend or we expect a lot of people to come, uh, we get on the intercom in the middle of the day during our, our morning and afternoon announcements. And I'll say like, hey, there's a game tonight come if you can with a wristband and wear your mask and our theme will be blah, blah, blah. So, but yeah. 
you know, and uh, it seems like you're not doing this alone. You you have you have to have like a team of people doing this. I mean, this probably might be a good time to kind of give them a shout out. But I mean, who are the other people that have kind of helped you out to kind of make this more of a tr- smooth trans- transition, especially this year because it's so tough. You're right. Um, I'm actually not in any sports, so that's why I kind of took the took the initiative to take over like the student section from the last year's class. But I definitely have help with like. Um, Jackson Kramer, Eli Mosier, and all those boys, um, the boys in our, in my grade, they help with the themes and stuff. They kind of pass it around. And um, I know some girls, the basketball girls and um, the volleyball girls, they helped me a lot with like what themes to do and what they thought would be fun and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I would say that the boys in our grade help a lot just because they, they're allowed to come to the games and a lot of boys aren't in basketball right now. So you know, um, a lot of schools, administration, maybe might not see the eye to eye with the student section. I'm, I mean, the majority of them, they do. They, they appreciate the fact that the kids are there, you know, showing their school spirit, but also being there to support the team. How has the administration uh, been with you guys? I mean, have they been on, on a good note with you? Um, at first, like uh, during this volleyball season, it was tough because we didn't have to wear masks. So we always had to like socially distance and a lot of the kids just didn't want to do that. And so we would have to go every other row to social distance and like every 12 minutes, it's kind of silly now thinking about it, we would have to move around because, you know, like if you don't have a mask on for more than 15 minutes, you can't, you, you can get COVID, but it sounds silly now, but that's what we did. And um, so I guess the administration would just calmly come up to us and be like, Hey, let's social distance. Let's not sit right next to each other. If you're going to come to the games and if you're not going to do that, then I guess you're going to have to leave. But otherwise they've been really good about it. And um, coming to basketball games has been hard, obviously, but they're really trying to get us to go because they just changed the rule and the governor changed the rule. So they're like following the governor. And so, yeah, they, I, I can tell that they want us to go and they want supporters at, basketball games and stuff like that you know um I'm not sure if it's happened to you this year but I know in the past and we've talked to other student sections before where maybe a couple kids in the back row a couple knuckleheads will say something inappropriate and it becomes a chant and then the leaders will try to stop it but even if they try to stop it the administration always goes to the leaders and points the finger at them have you or the past leaders before you have they had a situation like that where the administration say, hey, you got to cut that out, even though they didn't do anything. But how have I mean, have they had to ha- take the blame for that? Um, we haven't had a lot of that this year just because we haven't had much of a student section at any point. Um, but I know last year when it was just like halftime and we were singing a song, we were singing Holy Night. And I guess it was just kind of mocking the other team because they weren't really saying anything. And so the the administration wasn't a fan of that. And we understood and we just kind of quit it. But that was about it. And, you know, they don't have a problem with that kind of stuff because they know it's just friendly competition. It doesn't mean anything at all. But, yeah, that's about it for us. Honestly, in comparison to other schools, that's actually not that bad. Um, Yeah. Now, I have seen some student sections where maybe it's an off year for that student section, but the past leaders will go up to them and say, hey, what are you doing, man? We've worked so hard to kind of build this thing, and now you're taking it down. Have you had any advice or maybe anything from, from like, past student session leaders or maybe just, like, parents because they want to – because sometimes that student section is helpful for motivation or maybe just kind of to turn – to kind of pump up the team to kind of get something going. 
I mean, have you had any people kind of kind of give you guys like a kick in the rear saying, hey, like we need you guys to go go crazy? Um, if I'm being completely honest, I think that person would be me that's kicking other people in the rear. Just like <laughs> I like a lot of um, emotion when like we're cheering and stuff. So I like tell people to pump it up. I mean, during football season, it wasn't that bad. But I know last year it was hard to get people pumped up just because, like you said, the games were so long and so boring and people just wanted to go home and it wasn't a fun game to watch in the first place. So um, I guess, you know, I don't know. I'm always the one uh, who like tells other people to like get people going. And I know some of my friends are like that, too. I have to give them credit. They're exactly the way the same way as I am, like. Let's get going like the um, I know that the freshmen and like that seventh and eighth graders out the way, way top. They're just kind of like they just came to hang out. They're not really here to like cheer on the guys and stuff like that. So um, but yeah, I wouldn't say that past um, student section leaders have done that at all, just because um, they were more chillaxed and kind of like, let's just go to the game. Let's cheer on them and then let's leave, you know, but um, it's it's more of a. For us, it's more kicking the parents in the rear just to get them going because sometimes they just want to watch too. And it's um, sometimes the players themselves need everyone in the gym to be excited for them and support them and stuff like that. And that just really gets them going. Yeah, you brought up the eighth graders and the freshmen. And yes, I mean, they're still stuck in their junior high shell. You know, mm -hmm. um, how do you kind of get them going? I know that because like being crazy is just too embarrassing for them. They, they're too cool for this. But I think by the time, sure. obviously, I'm sure you're like that. I was like that when I was a freshman many moons ago. But by the mm -hmm. time you're a senior, it's like, who cares? And you go crazy. How do you right. kind of get them out of the show and kind of get them involved? Um, we have a couple cheers where we um, include like just the freshmen at this at one time and then just the sophomores and so on. And so um, when like we kind of, look at the cheer like they see us look at the cheer as if it's like a very momentous cheer and so like when you're a senior you want to do this cheer because you are a senior and that's your last time doing the cheer or whatever and so um when you're a freshman and you hear this cheer I mean when I was a freshman I was like oh my gosh I can't wait to be a senior and do this cheer so I'm gonna do it really loud now and keep going and so I guess that's what I that's what our hope as seniors um, is to look at is for freshmen to look at the cheer that way and cheers in general um, just because that's who we want to be that's who we wanted to be when we were freshmen and soft seventh graders and eighth graders and sophomores and stuff we wanted to be those seniors by themselves standing up saying hey we're seniors you know and stuff like that and so I guess that's how we do it we just kind of and you know we have our whiteboard you know cheer loud and stuff like that so how, I know that I mentioned that, uh, what the feedback has been through the administration. What's the feedback been through the football players, basketball, volleyball players? I mean, because sometimes, you know, they need, they need, you guys are kind of the people that kind of start that rally, you know, whatever, if they're, if you're mm -hmm. pumped up and they start going crazy, has there been good feedback from the athletes? Yes, actually the football players this year, I've heard from a couple of them say like oh my gosh I can hear you guys from the stands like usually that doesn't happen and so that always makes us um girls in the student section really happy when the football players are like oh my gosh I can hear you guys like it's actually insane and um they go crazy when we start beef with the other student sections and stuff they love that kind of thing 
Um, the volleyballs, this, the volleyball players this year really loved the, the cheering just because um, girls sports is very underrated at our school and in general, I, in my opinion. And so um, when they heard us cheering and like the guys next to me were cheering as well, it was just like a very overwhelming feeling for them. And it really got them picked up is what they said. And then um, obviously for basketball, we haven't really been able to do anything, but I know the parents have stepped up a lot just from what I've seen like online and um, when I'm there, when I can be. And um, the parents have picked it up a lot. I will not lie. They're cheering louder than they've ever been before. So. You know, we're almost out of time. And once again, thank you for being on, you know, uh, one thing I forgot to mention, you know, obviously I don't know who your rival is, but how is rivalry week with you guys? I mean, that's, that's something, it's not the, it's not the norm for preparation. I mean, I know it's gonna be a packed house, obviously probably not as packed as this year as it was in the past, but I mean, how do you get ready for them? I mean, what's, 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 what's the preparation for that? Um, playing our rival is always like a very pumped up week, a very pumped up day. It's like this huge thing is happening. And, um, you know, this year in football, it was actually really good games against our rival when it usually probably isn't. Um, so this year during football, it was a very pumped up, very like anxious game to get ready for. And so I know our football boys were always pumped up, which always made us pumped up. But um, us girls, we were very nervous. We did not want to lose to our rival, especially just because they um, can start some beef that makes a lot of people angry at our school. And so um, once the game starts, we uh, start with like our regular cheers or whatever. But um, once the game gets close, we kind of like look back, like what can we do to pump these guys up, first of all, and make the other team angry, especially if it's our rival and they do the same back. And it's kind of just like a fun competition. There's no there's no actual beef between anyone, but it is fun to get them pumped up by starting beef or however you want to call it. And yeah. Now, in general, during football games or basketball games, mainly for football, I mean, <clears throat> I'm guessing you guys coming on a Monday saying, hey, we play, we're playing this team. I should have got your schedule. I had your schedule. I just took it out. But um, you're, you're playing this team on Friday. Here's our theme. Here's we need to get the posters, the, the powder, you know, uh, the, you know, the <laughs> paint for the face and all that stuff or the shirts. Oh, and by the way, we got a, we got a volleyball game on Wednesday and a soccer game on Tuesday. I mean, how do you guys prepare for that big football game on Friday, even though you have to take a timeout to go support these other schools midweek? Um, yes. Um, I run the Twitter account, obviously, and I don't know if you've seen my tweets at all, but I, um, every time there's like a game or wrestling meet or anything like that, cross country even, um, I post like the date, the time, who, who it's against and where it's at and stuff like that. And then I'll post the theme after it. And um we kind of have this hashtag like wildcat pride. That's what we do. And, um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's all we do as I tell people to look at the Twitter. Otherwise I will comment or I'll um, go on the intercom during the morning and afternoon announcements, which I think I said, and I'll just announce like any games that are going on and um, I'll just do it that day so that if people don't get time to look at the Twitter, they can just listen to the announcements and know, Oh, Hey, it's a whiteout tonight. So let's all wear white. 
you know, and I have noticed you, you, you're very active on Twitter and um, the student section game really works if the student sections are active on social media. There's some student sections I know of, but aren't active, so I can't give them the full credit that they deserve. So um, I, appreciate, I appreciate that because that's trying to help us to, to do this national thing. Yeah. Before we let you go, um, you know, our co-host started this last year when he was a student session leader at his high school before he became the co-host. You know, I, I go to I go to the city he's at every year for the for the Christmas tournament I work at, and I told him, "Where's the eatery? I got to go hit up when I'm down there next time." And for some reason, from there on out, from episode two on, every student section has given us the local eatery they got. We ha I have to go hit up if I'm ever in town. Obviously, I'm over here in California, but for some reason, we start traveling. We hit up a West Line student section game. Where's the local mom and pop shop I have to go? I have to go eat, and I'm not talking like the big names like Denny's or you know. Chick-fil-A. Sure. I'm talking about a local eatery. Um, gosh, I would say Main Street Bar and Grill, but they're closed right now just because of COVID and stuff. And um, in the future, health, I guess. So I would say Main Street Bar and Grill if they ever open again. Um, that's in Larchwood, Iowa. And then uh, if you go down to Inwood, because our school is made up of four towns, mm -hmm. and our school is actually in the country. So if you go down to Inwood, Iowa, then um, there's Bob's, Crazy Bob's Grill, which is there too. So I guess that would be the only places. We're such a small town. I don't know. That's fine. I actually enjoy the small town eateries, uh, if there's any. So yeah, main place in, in Bob's Grill. That's okay. I'll take it. If we ever come big, I'll check out West Line and, and get and get. The, okay. Uh, but uh, Kaylin, I appreciate it. Thanks for being on. Uh, stay safe. Hopefully you guys get some normalcy uh, back again and uh, take care. Yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity. No problem. Hey, guys, it's Manny Alvarez from the Student Section Report. Hey, if you want to be our national sponsor, go ahead and hit us up on Twitter and Instagram, Student Sec Rep. We're going coast to coast now in the Student Section game from Southern California to Maine, from Florida to Washington. Be the national sponsor for the Student Section Buzz. Hit us up on Instagram and Twitter, Student Sec Rep, S-E-U-D-S-E-C-T-R-E-P, and be the official sponsor of the Student Section Craze. Guys, welcome back. Episode 48 of the Student Section Report podcast. Manny Alvarez, your host, going solo today. Again, Bannon Clark, uh, new schedule, so he could not make it. We'll be back next week. Different time to record this, so he'll be here with us next week. Uh, we don't have uh, any guests for next week yet. We will get you that. Next week, I know Pikeville student section we're talking to. There's a couple other student sections we're talking to. We might get a reporter. Uh, we've been trying to do four segments, and that was the plan today. Unfortunately, South Carroll student section uh, was a no-show. Uh, so uh, uh, their Twitter has disappeared. <laughs> um, so hopefully everything's all right with them. But uh, anyway, I, I, outside of that, it's been a great show. No, uh, tough to go solo, especially when, when the great Eric Sondheimer of the Los Angeles Times uh, was on the show. Uh, I'll be honest with you, very intimidated because he's, he's, he's a big deal and uh, it, very approachable, like uh, in this segment. Uh, provided great detail, talked about, you know, the, the hobbies that people can create right now and, and how, how we all have to deal with people just not adjusting to what's going on right now. Uh, the winter circle is a situation that people are dealing with. That's a football club that's playing right now. Uh, it seems there's no precaution there. And uh, a lot of 
a lot of uh, worry about no football and, and players leaving for other states. We talked to the Valdosta student section uh, a couple months ago. They had a quarterback that moved from California to Georgia. So, um, but he did provide a lot of detail, and a lot of optimism. You know, uh, he's he's been pretty busy uh, trying to just kind of give the tough the tough news to people on Twitter. We know the, there's some people on Twitter that don't appreciate that. But a uh, tremendous honor to have Eric Sainer on. Maybe we'll have him on uh, sometime at the end of 2021 again. We did talk to one student section over in Iowa, the West Lyon student section with Caitlin Lapka, and uh, she provided some great detail as far as what that student section is dealing with. Uh, they they kind of went full go for the football season. I do, I do remember when we did the student section of the week nationwide, they were a nominee for Iowa several times. Obviously, uh, COVID has hit that state uh, a little hard, not as hard as obviously California. So they've been uh, they've been kind of limited and then mask and mask is, is a requirement, uh, I think, as it was the whole time over the majority of the time. But uh, it's a 50 percent capacity at the games. And uh, despite that, they're still so showing school spirit. Uh, Kalen's been very was very positive, And it just lets you know that West Lyon is a very positive student section. Um, and when you have a football team that's just running people over left and right, you, I mean, you, you got you got nothing to be negative about. So uh, a fantastic student session. Hopefully they can get back to normal soon. Hopefully every, all the other student sections across the country can get back to normal soon. I know I would like to see the California schools get back to normal soon. We'll get some California student sections on here too, some NorCal ones. Maybe bring back Turlock again. Uh, they were our first outside of the Southern California region to be on our student session last season. But anyway, guys, that's our show. Uh, go to www.studentsectionreport.com. Check out the watch list. I know we haven't done uh, some in a while uh, with states being shut down. It's just kind of tough to, to, to get some of those done. Uh, but check our past episodes on there. You can also go to Spotify to check out our past episodes. Follow us on social media on Twitter. Student set, it's uh, at studentsecrep, S-T-U-D-E-N-T, capital S-E-C-T capital R-E-P. That's the same spelling, all lower caps on Instagram. And then follow us on Facebook. We're still SoCal student sections. Don't worry, we'll get that done. Uh, Facebook is really kind of our, our third leg of social media. We are really more with Instagram and Twitter, but I promise you we'll try to get some normalcy on Facebook. Follow me on uh, Instagram, Manny A2, M-A-N-N-Y-A2. Twitter, it's M-A-L-V-A-R-E-Z-0-2. Uh, follow Bannon Clark on Instagram, B-A-N-N-O-N dot C-L-A-R-K. And then on Twitter, it's the same spelling with a one at the end. Bannon Clark, one. There's no period there. Um, guys, uh, again, uh, we're going to have uh, our second show of 2021 next week. We'll have some guests. We'll let you know who's going to be on there. Everyone stay safe. Uh, I'm glad the podcast is back after a month hiatus from winter break. Uh, Hopefully we'll have a, a, a positive Monday, uh, a new president, and we move forward um, regardless of our, of our personal opinions. And uh, wear those masks, stay safe. Hopefully we get some normalcy soon, guys. And until then, take care.